There are a lot of fakes in the world, as you can imagine, and also reproductions illegally. NFT actually is a fantastic way to prevent that. In the blockchain the ledger, you can record every transaction and it's all very transparent. And then it also gives back royalty to the artist. Coming to you live from Hong Kong Fintech Week, this is the Crypto Savvy Podcast from the Hashkey Group, bringing you the essentials. Everything you need to know about the world of crypto in one place with our host, Walter Jennings. My guests today are Alexandra Young and Frank Smits. Alexandra is the managing director at Macy and Sons, a boutique auction house here in Hong Kong. She is also a frequent public speaker on art investment. Also featured on this episode is Frank Smits. He is an art collector and NFT curator based in Hong Kong. His portfolio of artists he currently manages ranges from contemporary art, abstract art, fractal art, and a lot more. Join us as we explore the world of NFTs, the implications for the art world, and how collectors are reacting to the newest representation of art available on the blockchain. Live from Hong Kong Fintech Week, this is Crypto Savvy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hong Kong Fintech Week. Um, I'm Walter Jennings at Hashkey Group, and we're coming to you live from the floor of the 2021 Hong Kong Fintech Week. It's uh, very exciting to be speaking with you. Today, I've got guests uh, Frank Smith and Alexandra Young, and we're going to be talking about the NFT explosion of interest uh, recently and what this means for the traditional arts market and what it means for artists in general. So if you're interested in learning more about NFTs, please uh, grab a seat, uh, dial in and listen to our conversation. Uh, part of the reason we're doing this is that there is a commemorative NFT offered today at the Hashkey Group booth. So if you are here at FinTech Week, please uh, download Hashkey Me on your mobile phone, and then we will be able to transfer to you an NFT we minted especially for the occasion. So let me dive into today's episode. Joining me are Alexandra Young and Frank Smiths. Uh, Alexandra, nice to see you again today. Nice to see you, Walter. Now, Alexandra is managing director at Macy's and Son, a, a boutique auction house in Hong Kong. She's also a frequent public speaker on art investment and has been talking regularly about art, NFTs, and um, uh, the explosion of interest. So thank you for joining us today. Frank Smits is a collector and NFT curator. He works with a group of artists. He's also based here in Hong Kong. The artists he currently represents man range from contemporary art, abstract art, fractal art, and a lot more. Join us as we explore the world of NFTs. So welcome to the Crypto Savvy Podcast, Alexandra and Frank. It's great to have you both join us today. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you I might ask you just for the benefit of the audience to introduce a little bit about your background and your interest in art. Alexandra, let's begin with you. You're at Macy and Sons? Yes, I am. So my background is in traditional art. I went to art school, got the degree and everything. So I am an artist uh, and photographer and then uh, but mostly with contemporary art. And then my my both my parents are also art collectors. Uh, my mother in more uh, Western art, and my father Chinese ink and antiques. So when my father passed away, I had a lot of antiques and uh, Chinese ink to deal with, 
And so I embarked on a journey to find out all about that, went to all the auctions, went to all the uh, exhibitions and galleries, and found out, wow, okay, there's something about you know, art that uh, there's in the secondary market that could be uh, an investment so that I started collecting. And you've been involved at Macy and Sons. Can you introduce us to that company? Yeah, so um, I found Macy and Sons quite suitable for me because they deal in all forms of art, from contemporary to antiques, to um, Chinese ink, to traditional blue chip. And then uh, they were open to a lot of different areas of art, including uh, collectibles, investments, and then I thought, well, NFT should be the next big thing for them. So I managed to got the gallery into crypto ready so that uh, you can buy anything in the gallery with cryptocurrency, with hash key. Great. Well, we're going to come back to your own NFT journey in a moment, but that's a phenomenal introduction. Thank you, Alexander. Now, Frank, uh, you're an NFT or art curator. Uh, it's a role I've not heard of before. Can you introduce yourself and explain a bit more? Thank you, Walter. First of all, thank you for inviting. And uh, yeah, that's um, that. In, indeed, you, you might have not heard about it because NFT art is such a new um, place uh, in, in the art world. Just about myself, uh, originally I come from the fashion industry, uh, so very much uh, working with design and development, working for the major uh, brands in the world. Uh, moved three years ago to Hong Kong. Uh, art uh, and creativity has been in my blood. My mother was a, a, an, an art painter. My father is making sto stone sculptures. I like to draw and, and create art. And uh, so I witnessed uh, the emergence of the NFT art, which was uh, an amazing experience for me. And uh, I started a joint venture, um, Meta Art Club, um, here in Hong Kong, where we promote and uh, promote NFT artists, spending this range of, uh, of, of excitement uh, to, uh, to collectors. Well, fantastic. Well, look, there's been uh, just phenomenal growth in the NFT market and real strong interest. But uh, maybe we can back up for a minute and um, what is, uh, at least you know, from a non-technical perspective or some definition, Frank, what is an NFT? Uh, an NFT is a non-fungible token, so actually it's a certificate uh, of authenticity, which really, uh, with the new blockchain technology, which really brings you back to the, to the original creator who launched it on the blockchain. So in a way, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great. You can trace any artist back to the creator. So that's in, in general the, the NFT. Uh, in, in and I think it solves one of the bigger problems in the art world, which is authenticity and provenance. And how important is being able to prove provenance and authenticity in the art world, Alexandra? It's really important uh, <laughs> because there are a lot of fakes in the world, as you can imagine, and also reproductions illegally. Uh, so NFT actually is a fantastic way to prevent that because there's only, in the, in the blockchain, uh, the ledger, you can record every transaction and it's all very transparent and then it also gives back royalty to the artist. So on the art, on the behalf of the artist, um, NFTs are really crucial and essential. And Frank, you're working with a portfolio of different artists. Are they long-term in the digital asset space or are they relatively newcomers? The market actually took off around February, March this year. 
So, um, of, of course, many of them are digital artists, but they, they were struggling to find a, a space because it's easy to copy a, a JPEG file. While suddenly by introducing into the blockchain, suddenly it was all traceable and it became really a form of, of living for them. So it started in February, March, and uh, from then onwards we see the emergence of digital artists in this space. So um, it has been an amazing journey. Six months, seven months, but it looks like six, seven years what all happened. Alexandra, how is an NFT different from cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ether? Well, cryptocurrency is, uh, is, is changeable and it's sort of like a currency, whereas NFTs, it's, it's a digital token of anything that, you know, whether it's art videos, provenance, you exchange that with crypto. And as cryptocurrency goes up in value, uh, what you buy with it, the NFT also goes up in value. Fantastic, okay. Now, Frank, there's both art and collectibles. What's the difference uh, in the NFT world? Yeah, so uh, when it all started uh, to take off, it was, uh, as I mentioned, around March. It was a, a very famous Twitter communication between Beeple and Elon Musk. It was around 15th of March. And um, all the world press gave attention to that, and that was definitely an opener uh, towards um, the, the market. So from then onwards, a lot of digital artists entered the space. Uh, they were uh, introducing themselves through social media, and especially Clubhouse was a very important uh, medium for, for, for that. Uh, around the 1st of May, we saw the introduction of the board Yacht Club, which was more or less the first real uh, collectible that was being launched, a collectible of 10,000 board apes images, and uh, they were sell, sold uh, to the public. That uh, it took a, a while to, uh, to to catch on, but we all know where it has gone to, and I believe presently it has a, a floor price of 30E, which is with its present rate uh, well over 120,000 US. So since that moment, there are weekly and nowadays nearly daily collectibles uh, being launched. Uh, separate from that, you have the, 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 the art form, the, the, the individual art pieces. Um, as I mentioned, it started from February, March onwards, and that is still continuing up to today. Collectibles have, however, gained much of the attention. I think also here on the fair, you see the board Ape Yacht Club image is being displayed. While my, my belief is that definitely the, the artist and the independent, the one-on-ones in the art form are going to see uh, a very bright future in, in longer term. Now, an individual artist and an individual art piece, that is a single NFT, whereas a collectible may be a larger number, is that correct? That's correct, and, and collectible could be 5,000 pieces, could be 10,000 pieces, while uh, individual artwork, I would say a one-on-one, or maybe a series of three or a series of five. Artists do make sometimes to make small series to lower the, the, the entry price, to, so to also to introduce themselves in the space and to give more collectors the chance to, to collect their work. Now, Alexandra, you have a experience with um, an individual art piece that became an NFT. Um, can you talk a little bit about that project? Yes, yeah, so um, we actually started with a traditional artist and it was his first experience to create an NFT. Um, so what we wanted to do was do something very different uh, and we recorded, well he recorded himself creating the piece of artwork. He actually created the digital art first and then he wanted to do a uh, physical art piece and recorded himself um, painting that piece and uh, together with all the videos 
uh, and a smart contract went into uh, the NFT as a as an asset. So you were able to embed the video into the NFT as further proof that this is an original work by that artist. That's correct. That's correct. So in the secondary market or maybe in 10, 20, 50 years time, 100 years time, if somebody did uh, buy that NFT, they would actually have the uh, original recordings of the artists creating that piece of artwork, which is not possible with traditional art these days. Right, and um, it must have been a um, an eye-opening experience. Uh, was it an easy process, or um, there's a well, lot to learn? Yeah, it was a it was a, it was a learning, and then the debate is um, whether to destroy the physical piece or to keep the physical piece. So some people say, okay, well, the the um, asset is actually in the digital itself, uh, so you can destroy the physical asset, um, or some people wanted it as sort of a um, souvenir to hang on the wall to remind them what it is. So it's sort of like printing out your NFT and having it framed. Uh, but the asset um, is actually in the uh, digital file itself, in the NFT. And I understand with an NFT, you're able then to embed in it things like intellectual property rights or the commission to the artist for resale so that it, it stays tied to that artist for quite some time. That's true. That's right. There's a smart contract that is embedded into the blockchain into the ledger so that as you change hands or you sell it it's in there and then it's it's recording whoever sells it whoever bought it how much they bought it for how much they sold it for so it's actually um, a very transparent way to uh, see the, uh, the the art form okay and Frank is that kind of the traditional journey for uh, an NFT artist to kind of paint the painting record it digitally or do some of these artists create works that are entirely digital or is it kind of up to the artist yeah of course it's up to the artist um, Personally, um, I, I really prefer artists that are masters in, in, in digital art. So for me personally, myself, if you take a photo of an existing uh, painting or artwork and sell that as, as an NFT, it attracts me less, right? Of, of course, if, if there's a dig uh, digital uh, artist who is starting to create from scratch at, at, an, at an iPad and a digital device, uh, it's a different art style. And, and that's also why I believe that traditional artists don't necessarily uh, are successful in, in, in the NFT space. No, but I think that um, Alexander, your example just shows what can be done, whereas many artists are going first to digital. Yes, absolutely. How has NFT impacted the traditional arts market, Alexander? Are you seeing ripples in the community? Are you seeing art collectors suddenly interested in this? or? Um, is it still the old money auction house approach to collecting art? No, definitely. Uh, we have had a lot of interest in NFTs, particularly younger audiences and um, mainly customers with crypto. So they are crypto savvy and they have some Bitcoin or Ethereum already. And then they want to be able to use that to purchase NFTs. So. That is the segment that, that are coming to us and being more open about that. But people are searching and asking and uh, about NFTs every day. 
So we do have so strong buyer interest. Yes, we have younger audience as well that that um, are interested in uh, the NFTs. Well, that's great because it seems to be opening up then the art col and collectible market to a, n uh, a new generation. That's correct, and you can find that with uh, NFTs, they can because it's on a, a trading platform that's digital. You can have trades that are like hundred trades within two months. Whereas with traditional art, um, maybe five to 10 years, or sometimes people hold them for 20, 30 years before there's a trade. And Frank, tell me about um, how you work with artists, say a traditional digital artist, how are they, what is some of the advice you give them for getting into the NFT arena? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good question, uh, Walter. Of course, it's, um, it's, the market is huge. And uh, as a lot of people, a lot of artists are entering this space, I can say I'm nearly daily in communication with artists. And that's the question, how to be seen and how to be noticed and, and how to, to grow in this uh, hugely emerging market. Myself, of course, uh, platforms, social platforms are essential. Introduce yourself. Right, this is a digital age where we live in. There are a lot of digital means to do so. So go into Clubhouse, work on your Twitter space, work on your Instagram, expose yourself. And second of all is also what I say is, that's actually maybe the foremost, stay focused on quality, quality, quality. It's very easy in this market to start to rush out and try to push a lot of artworks, but quality uh, never lies. So that's a, that's a second uh, really big advice I, I would give. Third point, maybe as last, I would I always tell uh, artists, um, liaise with your collectors. You know, it's very easy to connect with them nowadays and listen to them and work together. It's also in the collector's uh, interest if an artist gets more popular and gets more better known. So I think that that partnership, which I believe doesn't really happen in the old art world, is now very easy to do so. So that are some of the recommendations I give. Okay. Um, and Alexandra and Frank, what are some of the kind of pieces that attract your interest or that you find um, kind of uh, emblematic of the, the next wave of NFTs? Are there any uh, artists or any uh, pieces that you're particularly interested in? Frank, let me start with you. Yeah, actually, I, to be honest, I'm extremely excited what's, what's all going on. Together with my partner, Levina on MV Arts, we, we launch a collectible in, in the beginning of December and we cooperate with 35 artists from around the world from Ni Nigeria, Zimbabwe, towards uh, Australia, towards France, towards uh, all around the globe. So it's, it's hugely exciting and it, it's all quality artists. So there are a lot of ways and, and it's that kind of partnership that we, uh, that we want to grow and it's going very well, so it's, it's really exciting. And Alexandra, from the collector's standpoint, what are the types of art or NFT that seem to be of most interest at the moment? For me, uh, I actually um, like the fact that you can combine um, some charity aspect to the NFTs. So Impact NFTs, for one, um, has some social connotations, and that actually interests me a lot because you're buying the, the, um, the NFT, you're buying the art, you're contributing to the... Uh, well-being of the artist as well as some form of uh, do-good charity. So um, I 
actually think that that's um, something that's close to my heart. Yeah, so an impact NFT will, uh, in the contract, not only provide the artwork, but then will provide a certain commission or uh, impact so that it is carbon neutral or it uh, proceeds go to a charity. So you can create an NFT that has societal benefits. That's correct. That's an amazing start. Now, um, Frank, I'm going to have to ask you for some names. I mean, who are some of the uh, kind of artists that you're looking at today? Of, of course, they're the blue chips artists. You know, we all know people, Ferocious, uh, Mad Dog Jones. They're the blue ch chip artists that are sold at the auction houses. Uh, but as, as the space is so new, uh, I spend a lot of time is, is searching uh, for amazing artists and obviously I hope that they will be the future shining stars to mention we we have Harry Peck from from the UK uh, an unbelievable artist you, you you spoke with him Harry Park art and I tell you it's really um, it's a it's a phenomenal artist he's a contemporary Brit uh, and um, he's doing some amazing work yeah I, Harry is fantastic and uh, and just as an example he was uh, Harry was struggling to pay his rental and he was twice featured at OpenSea, and since then he is flying. So this is just a good example. Another great artist is, is Owo from uh, Nigeria. He launched a, a, a 10,000 piece collectible, a very successful. Fantastic, can you spell that artist's name? O-W-O. O-W-O, we'll certainly o -O. look him up. Yes, have a look. Now, um, when you're, uh, Alexander, just as a, a consumer of NFTs, uh, where do you, how do you buy them? Where do you find them? What's the process if you're interested in this? Are you Well, to actually to buy them, I'm actually quite a new NFT collector, so I look to Frank <laughs> for his advice uh, Okay, his Frank, what's the big, uh, what's the uh, <laughs> Macy and Sons auction house online? What are the platforms that you would go to to look for NFTs? Yeah, um, so obviously, uh, you know, I, I was here pretty very early in, in, uh, in, in, in this space. So I've built up a lot of relationship, uh, you know, I listened hundreds of hours on Clubhouse, listened to introduction of artists, uh, went through their uh, social media and, and studied them. So, um, so in, th in that sense, um, um, you know, I'm, I, there's a big range of artists already in the portfolio. And then I talk to the artists, you know, when you speak to them, they are very keen to recommend others. You know, it's, it's a, it's, it's, they have a good eye. So through the network that already I have developed, um, yeah, I stumble on, on the most amazing uh, artist. The latest maybe to mention is um, Alice Laborel. I met her um, two weeks ago. Um, she's living in Barcelona. She's French. And um, have a look, uh, see, see her on, her, on social media. Um, I asked her, are you the, 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 the granddaughter of Salvador Dali? Her, her art form is amazing, surrealism and on a level uh, amazing. So, yeah, that, that really is, to, to find this artist is fantastic. Uh, we'll make sure to uh, include hyperlinks to these artists in the show notes. Uh, but as a uh, early NFT collector, meaning I've just started, um, I personally had to open up an account on an auction site, uh, one of the more uh, prominent is called OpenSea. Um, and once I had created my account, obviously that is where you buy 
the art and that's sometimes where you can keep the art uh, but you also then need to pay for it so you will need a wallet that is compatible with OpenSea such as MetaMask or others um, so it's kind of you look at the art on OpenSea and then if you want to buy it you go to your wallet and you authorize the transaction uh, Frank you gave me a great piece of hygiene which is never do this on your mobile phone why is that yeah no that's a, that's something personally uh, there are a lot of uh, collectors who do so um, a friend of my her iCloud was hacked and she lost uh, a lot of art through that uh, I prefer to just uh, sit at home and behind the computer work from a big screen uh, also you know to be what I feel maybe more safe in, in protecting my uh, my digital assets look and um, everyone when you're working with digital assets it's the ownership is critical so please do make sure you uh, conduct the highest levels of security and also remember your passwords because if you can't get back onto your wallet if you can't get back onto your auction site you can't get back to your artwork so there is a, yeah, a bit of a challenge absolutely and what I always would advise especially now discord for instance is a very popular uh, medium where you know where collectors are following artists and they're all they're always moderators in you know sometimes a person has a problem he goes on discord says hey, I'm stuck and someone help me and then suddenly a moderate so-called moderator pops up in, in in the channel and say okay let me go through and you know give me your passwords I know a couple of people who lost a lot through that so be careful and never share your data I think that's the message I like to no, it's it, it's the same as um, your bank account, and your you wouldn't hand someone your ATM pin number because you're having trouble getting money out of the bank. So, now um, an NFT is contemporary art, but uh, there are possibilities about tokenizing traditional art or collectibles. Um, Alexander, what are some of the areas that you're exploring? Uh, so one of the things that we have been exploring is fractional ownership. So instead of one piece of art with one token, uh, we have uh, done it with 16 owners. So one piece of art, for example, can be divided into 16 tokens with uh, owning by 16 people, different people. So if you have something that's uh, very pricey, say a Picasso or something that is uh, high value, uh, you can actually divide it up and have multiple owners and have that into a smart contract as well. So if grandma gave me a Degas, um, <laughs> she didn't and she won't, God rest her soul. However, um, if I had a Degas, I'd be able to fractionalize that? Well, if you wanted to sell it and you didn't have one buyer, you could have, it's sort of like a syndication to buy racehorses. So you can have a group of people that want to purchase it similarly to say a building or um, one of those uh, strip malls. So you can actually buy a fraction of that piece and have that all in the smart contract and, and blockchain in the ledger. Now I know Macy and Sons does a lot of work with uh, collectible silver. Is this something that could even be tokenized? Yes, definitely, because we have uh, one of a kind, very, very rare pieces, and to be able to uh, create the provenance into that, uh, it's actually uh, one something that really interests me. And I think going forward, a lot of uh, people might do that with high-end pieces that are rare uh, to be able to 
have the provenance, the ownership, the, the certification, and authenticity written into the blockchain um, as an M NFT uh, so that you know you, there won't be fakes and when you exchange hands, it's actually very transparent. Got it. Well, it sounds like establishing provenance and authenticity of an antique or an old master is an expensive and time-consuming process. And once you've done it and tokenized that, that record will live forever on the blockchain. Well, that's the idea, yes. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Well, we do look forward to tokenization of other collectibles uh, moving forward. Um, what are some of the things that are coming forward that excite you, Frank? What are some of the trends you're seeing in NFT or NFT art? Is it just the, the increased attention is making contemporary art that much more um, uh, of interest? I think the, the excite, excitement of the space now is that we see really an, a, quite an explosion of, of people collecting. We see on one side, we see the, the, the crypto holders, that they are very interested to, to look to NFT art. And from the other side, we see the traditional art collector that, that is entering this space. So we see a huge widening. I, I really predict a huge widening of the collector's base. And uh, at the same time, um, because of that, I, I really see this market grow very rapidly. Uh, so in, in that sense, and, and from our part, we really are excited to, you know, to, to give those 35 artists where we work with really a huge platform and exposure, especially in the Asian market, as I feel that Hong Kong and China are very important, uh, you know, uh, countries for, uh, for art collectors, for digital art collectors. Yeah, no, Hong Kong has long been the home of many of the, the uh, largest auction houses and some of the most exciting art fairs. Um, have you started to see Alexandra NFTs filtering into the traditional arts market? Yeah, definitely, definitely. In uh, almost every single, actually at every single um, art fair and show, whether it's Fine Art Asia or um, probably Art Basel, um, all the um, the art fairs traditionally um, with uh, antiques and traditional art, they all have some NFT component in there. Um, and then there are dedicated tr uh, digital art fairs as well that just happened in Hong Kong. And I think that will come um, more and more. And in fact, I was at Pacific Place yesterday and there's a huge uh, display of NFT art. People are doing pop-ups as well, pop-up galleries, pop-up exhibitions, just to um, launch NFTs. So you can actually go into a strip mall and you can go into um, uh, an art fair and purchase NFTs as well. And I would say, as always, buyer beware. Do check out the provenance, check the contract, because you know there we re, you know there have been digital art fairs that have blended traditional digital artists. I can't believe I'm saying traditional digital artists with NFT artists. So there's a wide range, and it's a it's a new asset class. So I would really um, suggest anyone really understand uh, what it is you're looking at and what it is you're evaluating before you make any decisions. And if you don't understand it, please don't get involved. But, um, you know, it's, um, it, it is growing in interest. Uh, so Frank, if you're just starting out and you've never bought an NFT, what are some of the kind of 
things to think about. Yeah, I would just uh, first um, just just first start start to to, to look around, start to uh, look to OpenSea, start to look to the platforms who are selling art, and first uh, accustom yourself about this whole new space. Uh, and then um, um, I would I would advise. Um, we spoke about the social media and the role that it has for artists to expose themselves, to show them, uh, you know, to show their skills, uh, their art forms. So at the same time as a collector, you know, it's nowadays very easy to connect with collectors. Uh, I get um, quite a lot of requests from, uh, what do you think about this artist? What do you think about that? So it's 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 the connectivity that we have nowadays. So that's an advice would I would give. Uh, you don't need to start the journey alone and reach out and uh, all the collectors will be willing to So research, connect with the artist on social media, uh, try OpenSea, get a wallet and start um, experimenting before you go deep into your investment. Yeah, and and, and, uh, ask fellow collectors. Yeah, talk with other collectors. And what's the response you've heard from the collectors in Hong Kong, uh, Alexandra? How uh, how are the traditional art buyers responding to NFTs, or is this more a new class of investors? Uh, well, the it, it is a new class of investors, which, which we experience um, because we deal in traditional art. However, we do have um, a lot of artists as well uh, with wonderful stories to tell, and they all want to create NFTs. Um, and uh, we, as, as Frank says, it's very important to uh, have a relationship with the artist to understand their story and to like what they're doing, to like their style. Uh, and if you connect with them um, and then, you know, cre- buy their NFTs, it's that much more closer to you, more important to you than just basically money. Um, although we do have a lot of people, some clients want to, um, buy NFTs because they hear the auction prices are skyrocketing and they think that uh, if they own NFTs then they're going to make millions and I think that's one of the perhaps um, a wrong way to look at NFTs. Uh, if you, I think you should buy NFTs because you really love it and you really like that artist and you connect with their journey and their stories and if there is potentially an investment side, that's fantastic. You know, it makes me want to um, schedule one of Frank's artists into our podcast to have a conversation about what it means for their art and how it's changing their views on the world. Uh, Now, to wrap up, I want to kind of flash forward. Uh, I want to think about the future. Are there any kind of trends you're anticipating? Will we be coming to your galleries in the metaverse? Uh, what are some of the the, the forward-looking uh, ideas, Frank? Yeah, there's so much to, to say about that. We will see, we already have a digital art gallery in K11. Another one pop-up will, sto- will open short soon in, in Queens, uh, Queens Road. Um, is separate from that, in, in let's say the lounge that we make, we actually already uh, start constructing our gallery in a metaverse. Uh, we bought a plot of land, Decentraland, uh, so uh, which we plan to open in April, uh, May. So, um, so yeah, so there's the metaverse, there's art, physical art galleries. I very much also believe in uh, the connection to the physical world uh, as well, like events like this, um, where we really, uh, you know, explain what are NFTs, what is art, and what's the future of it. Well, we'll look for you in Decentraland. Hashkey yeah. Group is just an. Uh, 
just uh, started out there, so we'll be uh, building out as well. Alexandra, what does the future hold for NFTs in Hong Kong? In Hong Kong, I think it's huge. Um, so many people are interested. We've got people wanting to NFT cars and um, their, you know, objects. So uh, and buildings. I think uh, a lot of people are into NFTing uh, real estate as big, huge projects, as well as art. So I feel that um, it's definitely here to stay, and it's actually quite exciting. Well, fantastic. Now, uh, at Hashkey Group, we do not run an NFT market. Uh, we are actually a um, digital asset exchange seeking uh, licensing. Um, however, we wanted to have this conversation because um, today at Hong Kong FinTech Week, we're making available a commemorative NFT. All you need to do is download HashKeyMe and see one of the members of staff and we'll provide you a copy of our collectible one of 5,000 NFTs that were minted just for this occasion. And the conversation today has been about art, art trends, and tokenization of art as an example of future tokenizations across a wide range of asset classes. Frank Smith, Alexandra Young, thank you both for joining us today on Crypto Savvy for this stimulating conversation about the future of NFTs and art. Thank you, Thank Walter. you, Walter, for inviting me. Thank you very much, and thank you all for listening to Crypto Savvy. The explosive growth of the NFT market has certainly had an impact on the art world. I hope you've enjoyed this far-ranging conversation with my guests looking at how digitization of art is driving contemporary art sales and how it may lead into the digitization and tokenization of other art forms. Thank you for joining Crypto Savvy live on the floor of Hong Kong FinTech Week 2021. I'm Walter Jennings, your host, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Crypto Savvy, the podcast that delivers the essentials brought to you by Hashkey Group.